we are, fellas. Let's get into this. Hey there. Welcome to episode two of the Bruise Day podcast. This is Andy, and I'm your host for today's episode. And I'm joined by Rob, Wes, and Josh. What's up? Say hey. Cheers. On today's episode, we're going to kick off with our Cheers Beer of the Week and then dive into our main topic. And this is a topic that's dominated the news for the past four months. I'm talking about COVID-19. We're going to discuss how this has impacted the beer industry, how breweries and businesses have adapted to survive, and what we're experiencing with reopening. Then we'll get, into, we'll get a homebrewing update from Josh and then dive into our big board and lightning rounds. But that's enough of me talking, so let's have a drink. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Our Cheers Beer of the Week is Fat Tire from New Belgium Brewing Company that has locations in both Fort Collins, Colorado and Asheville, North Carolina. This is an amber ale that comes in at 5.2% ABV and 22 IBU. The untapped average rating is 3.58 and it has over 445,000 check-ins. So I think it's pretty popular. Just a few, just a few. Yeah, Yeah, just just a a dad. (laughs) (laughs) We've all had this one before and probably numerous times. But let me know what you think this time around. Rob, I'm going to kick it off with you. So when I first checked it in in 2014, I gave it a 3.5. I think I'm sticking to that. I think what's really cool about Fat Tire, though, is that it used to be one of the craft beers of its time back a long, long time ago, right? Um, now it's one of the more regular beers that you can always find. Uh, I think the fact that we all checked it in in 2014, checked it in on Untapped in 2014, just goes to show... Uh, how dominant it's been for so long. But I am going to stand by my rating of 3.5. I probably could be convinced to kick it up to 3.75, but for right now, I'm going to keep it at 3.5. Yeah, I was, you know, I was trying to, like Rob, you said, it's it's one of those beers that's been around forever. It was, it was early craft beer before craft beer was cool, honestly. Um, I was trying to think of why this beer has like a special place in my heart. And I was just it came to me when I was thinking about the last time I had it. I was like, it must've been years and years. It's not. The reason I love this beer is because before Southwest started carrying IPAs and when they're out of IPAs a lot on their flights, they have fat tire. And I always go for fat tire because it's the next best alternative in my mind, at least on those flights. So this is my like Southwest flight beer. And honestly, just tasting it brings me back to like being on a plane, uh, flying for work. Uh, yes, I drank beers on when I was flying for work. Of course I did. Um, I have not checked it in since 2014. That was my first check-in as well. I also rated it a three and a half like Rob did, and I would also stick to that. Um, if anything, my palate has probably grown since then, and it might even go down just a bit because it's not – ambers aren't really my thing, but it's, it's a classic, and I'd stick with my three and a half. Yeah, Wes, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I had previously given it a higher rating at a four. Um, that was in 2013 and 2014. And, and looking back at the check-ins, um, what I was joking about with Andy before this is it, it got the Dodger game bump. So drinking a tall boy, a fat tire at a Dodger game made it significantly better yeah, yeah. than maybe it would have been just poured out on a glass uh, on, a, on a weekday night. Um, I mean, there's better teams that you could have watched it. It would have given it a bigger uh, model. Really. You know, you so. get a tiny bump think so. from being in a baseball nope. game. Dodger might have been negative <laughs> 2.2. Two bump down. Yeah. Bump down. Yeah. It's um, a weird scale. I, yeah. I mean, I do I do like Amber's. Um, this one specifically, I think with, to your point, uh, with a growing palate, it's, it's a little bit sweeter than I think I, I remember it from the last time that I've had it. 
Um, so I'm, I'm below, I, I might be closer to a three, five. The other reason that, uh, that it sort of brings back memories uh, also West to your point is it was one of the cheaper beers that you could get at uh, the new Belgium uh, event in Tempe, the mm-hmm. bike riding. What was it? Uh, Tour, uh, de the Tour de Fat. Tour de Fat. Yeah. So you had you had your couple tokens, and for two you could get a fancy beer. For one token you could get you could get a fat tire, and, and I pretty much always went that route. Well, and when we drank fourteen beers at Tour de Fat, it was probably yeah. a good <laughs> idea to go back down to the fat tires rather than yeah. the like double IPAs that they were offering. Absolutely. That was only after we did the bike ride because we were being responsible. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> after. <laughs> no pre-gaming whatsoever. <laughs> well, Josh, I'm a little sad that you would now rate this beer lower. I mean, I completely understand the Dodger game bump. I'm a Dodger fan as well. Sorry, Wes, but <laughs> I'm going to stand by the previous rating. I gave it back in 2014. I gave it a 4.0. This beer is to me is kind of like that perfect summer afternoon barbecue beer before what I would consider the introduction of the session IPA, which has kind of taken that place where it's, it's crisp. It has good malt flavor. You can find it anywhere. It's definitely the type of beer that I would say the average beer drinker may enjoy, or it has a much larger audience that people are willing to drink it at an event or amongst friends and family. So I'm sticking by my 4.0 rating. I've always been a fan of this beer and I'll keep being a fan of this beer as long as they make it. New Belgium's a a great brewery too. Uh, Just a solid brewery. I I really like some of the things they've done. This is, this is going to be a a controversial opinion and probably a whole episode worth of an opinion. Oh no. So just, just, I apologize, but honestly, I'm going to say, Nowadays, that perfect afternoon summer barbecue beer for me is a New England IPA. Nice low IBU, still yeah, an IPA. True. I think that's yeah. where I'd go, man. Really surprised, Wes. I thought you were going to throw out hard seltzer there and really just uh, yeah, yeah. put our, put our cool? listeners in a tailspin. <laughs> hot girl Rob, summer. you still holding? Yeah, you still holding on to hot girl summer, Rob? It's happening. It's it's Justin, coming. Must come back house. again this yeah, year. You can't but go anywhere, we'll see. but it can happen. Hot girl quarantine. We got it. <laughs> Andy, before you jump off this beer, I know we on the screen here, we all have listed the, the different flavor profiles that New Belgium talks about. And in it, it says green apple. And I have never picked that up before, before I read it and then took a sip. And I actually taste a lot of it. Really? Yeah. I, I do not taste that. any green apple <laughs> at oh, all. I don't either. Bizarre. <laughs> I just get so much malt. Yep. Yeah. That is well, yeah. just like, it just takes over. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to jump into our main topic, which Wes alluded to with uh, Hakuro Quarantine. But COVID-19 has been in the news and been at the forefront of everyone's minds at a minimum since February in the United States and earlier in other places around the world. It's had, I guess, some could argue a devastating impact on the beer industry as well as many other industries, most like, you know, consumer retail, what we've seen during this phase of of shutdowns and stay at home orders is there's been a lot of, I would say probably more hit harder is retail. The restaurants have had to either temporarily close or permanently close. And I know that probably all of us have lost some of our favorite places to go and, and grab a beer or grab a bite to eat. We've seen sales figures absolutely 
you know, decimated and dropped to record lows for this time of year, especially as we were getting ready for better weather, spring and into summer. So I just kind of want to like kick it off. Is there anything that's really stood out to you guys in terms of how COVID-19 has impacted the beer industry? And, and Josh, I'll, I'll kick it off with you. Yeah, I, I am, you know, I, I knew that they, they would do okay because it, it is a creative industry, but I was surprised at how well they adapted. Um, while there have been a few closures so far and, and or at least places that are closing down temporarily, um, most seem to have survived. Um, so back in, I want to say April, uh, about almost half of breweries uh, sort of pulled um, thought that they, they might not be open within three months. Like it were three months in, most of them, if not all of those breweries uh, pulled are still open. Um, and so it just, it just shows that, that they were able to, to find a way to, to make it work. I do um, think, uh, Josh, just real quick, I do think April was probably before uh, that bailout a little bit. I mean, the hospitality bailout, you could put it right. Sure. So and I don't know if they knew them. that was coming that way, but so that certainly helps at least. They got some government money, which was good. Yeah. And, and the, to be fair, the, the couple that I have seen that have closed uh, after reading more into them to, to sort of see why they were already like breweries that were on thin ice anyway. Um, so I don't necessarily know if you could entirely blame COVID-19. Uh, like part of it was just some of those breweries weren't doing all that well to begin with. And, and that's why they couldn't weather the storm. I think the one that's thing that stuck out to me industry impact was one that impacted all four of us personally. So the Great American Beer Festival was canceled this year. This event usually brings in a crowd of 60,000 people annually. Um, it was supposed to take place in Denver later this fall. Uh, the, but this year's event will consist of an online ceremony to announce the winners. But I got to tell you, damn. The Bruce Day crew was excited to finally attend the event. Not, I don't think any of us have ever been. We we're this will be a first time. We've been planning all it of since us last year. Yeah, I think <laughs> the whole reason we started the podcast was so that we could go and get free beer at this event, yeah. right? And and make merch. And make yeah, merch. yeah, get some sweet merch and t-shirts. That one that one hurt hard for <sighs> sure. Yeah, this one. Yeah. The worst is I, every time I open uh, the airline app on my phone, I still see that I have the flight. And I was like now Same. having to wait until what we decide to do instead. Yeah. If I need to like put it towards another trip or if we somehow just find a way to make We're a just, trip to Denver we, in September. Yeah, happen. we might just have to go drink beers by ourselves somewhere. <laughs> Out front of the convention center. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Now, even more than that, for the first time since World War II, Germany's Oktoberfest was canceled. And I know you guys have been before. I have never been that is that's just wild that's that's it's, that's worldwide beer event that's everybody yeah. <laughs> goes to that that's not just like us americans going to the i mean it's not like just americans go to the great american beer festival but that's a certainly smaller impact than yeah when you huge. have hundreds of thousands of people across a month that come on a daily yeah. basis to a festival that's world renowned and kind of legendary in its own right and like mythical to some degree, like to have that canceled really puts a damper on the year, definitely in Munich and probably to a lot of other people that were planning on going this year. 
Well, and I, when it got canceled, given given some of us have gone and, and had get such, such a good time at it, uh, it, it also impacts people who had been planning, who had to do pre-planning. So if you're needing to make that much beer, this obviously started a long time ago from a farming perspective. So they, they actually don't have a place to get rid of all of those ingredients, all of that beer. Um, they're, they're going to have to sort of find a way to distribute it around Germany and around Europe. Munich, if you're listening, uh, I can send you my address, and if you just want to send send a little bit, send a little bit to everyone. Just one ton of hops yeah. up to your apartment. <laughs> hey, just ship one server with like a round of beers, mm-hmm. a round of signs yeah. to every person. <laughs> that sounds like a different service. Some busty lady showing up to your door of beer. I, I don't know if we want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard because there's no way to sugarcoat it. Yeah, that like we've rallied, but there <laughs> yes, there's in the hospitality business, there's no way to sugarcoat the fact that a lot of people have lost their jobs. And it's sad. Um, there's a lot of people struggling. They may have gotten a little bit of a stipend from the government, but they're just sitting without jobs because a lot of people are still only doing to go. But it is really, really cool to see how this industry, our favorite industry, has just rallied around it. And it's, it's I think in Arizona, where I am, I've seen it. I, I've had firsthand touch on all of it. And it's been really cool to just see how everybody's rallied and they've rallied together and supported each other. Within the first day of shutdown in Arizona, we found out, I, it was a Thursday that we were, it was, as of Thursday is the last day you can be out. After that, it's shut down businesses shut down by that Friday, every one of my favorite breweries around here had an online shop open and were open for curbside. Maybe a couple of them took three days, but they got their online shops going. They were ready. They were putting beers out there and they were getting people in the door. And the cool thing about the beer industry, it's not just the breweries, it's the people. And I think people rally to go get those beers. And I think not just people going to get them because they needed beer, but also just to support those people. So it's been a really like inspirational thing. I mean, there's little things like the breweries have been helping our local restaurants in Arizona by you buy a four pack and uh, this meal that this restaurant delivered to them. So you're getting a frozen meal and a four pack of beer as a deal. And, And that's, that's helping support that restaurant as well as the brewery. So they're teaming up. It's just little things like that, that they just all rallied so well. And it's really inspirational, really cool to see them do that. Yeah. Speaking of package deals, there was a a restaurant here in Dallas, uh, which is where I live, uh, that they were giving away a free roll of toilet paper. If you ordered uh, something like over $25 worth of food and and alcohol, uh, which for those that uh, know, the toilet paper was hard to come by over the past couple months. Was, was supply uh, that low, Rob? I was okay. I was doing all right. <laughs> well, because he bought all the beer from Petacolis when they were giving out toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wes, Rob, you guys both bring up really good topics as it relates to how the industry has adapted. And I think, Wes, to your point, it's not just the industry adapting to the situation, but it's also the consumers adapting to the situation understanding that you don't want your favorite brewery to go out of business. So you're going to do everything you can and the community is going to do everything they can to keep their favorite businesses still going. So I definitely agree that there's been a lot of adaptation. I think for me personally, one of the things that stood out that I noticed was there's a brewery in Portland called Old Town Brewing and they started hosting a 
drive-through brewer's market where it's basically like a McDonald's drive-through, but instead of buying a burger and fries, you're able to hit up multiple breweries in the same parking lot. They each have a tent, almost just like a farmer's market, but it's drive-through. Craft beer heaven. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like that is, if you can hit like four of your, like four or five of your favorite breweries in five minutes while never leaving your car, I'm all for it. I might do that every day if I had that option. Yeah. Is that <laughs> something that is only quarantine allowed yeah. or can that just keep happening? That sounds great. I want one of those in Arizona so, too. I hope that keeps <laughs> around. But are there any other, like, that's just one example. Are there any other kind of like adaptations that you guys have come across or experienced that you, you think either should stay or were like just great ideas to, to stay in business? Not a ton. Uh, Colorado and specifically small towns, they are trying to be a little bit more cautious with, with how they're opening. Um, and so one of the things, and I think it started with a couple of the breweries in town, um, but they petitioned the city to be allowed to use, I think it's up to six or seven street parking areas to put out outdoor tents and basically create small patios in the street for each restaurant. Um, and so by doing that, even places that didn't have sort of a, a backyard patio or somewhere that they could feed and serve beer outside, they were able to do that within the certain parking restrictions. Um, it, it led to some issue, like there isn't as much parking on, on some of the main streets, but it's, it's giving people the ability and restaurants the ability to do something they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Yeah, one thing... I've definitely noticed So Texas relaxed the alcohol laws, allowing breweries to sell direct to consumers, which for places like Petacolis and Texas Ale Project, which are local breweries uh, here in Dallas, it's, it's really helped them. It's been critical for them, really allowing them to keep the lights on and, uh, you know, ensuring that they're still driving traffic to their breweries, much to what you were saying, Wes, supporting local and just ensuring that, uh, you know, consumers can one have access to alcohol the the beer and two uh that the breweries have a way to sell it uh there was a restaurant bar that i really like to go to in, in dallas called metal samoth if you're ever in the area highly recommend it uh they have somewhere i think like 40 plus taps i want to say yeah josh yeah uh and they had they were sitting on just tens of thousands of beer whenever they had to close up uh and so they decided to do fire sales where they were not only filling growlers, they were giving away growlers, the, the glassware. And so I picked up quite a few, uh, I, more than I, more than I possibly need. <laughs> yeah. I think quite a few might be an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, looking at it from the brewery and bar perspective, um, I do see good and bad. So on one hand, like we've talked about kind of across all of these things, Lots of innovation, law changes, um, delivery to go beer, growlers to your point, Rob, uh, people canning beer for the first time. Uh, I mean, hell, a, a bar, a meddlesome moth near me that, that Rob was just mentioning, they were trying to sell me a beer mosa for my neighborhood walk um, out on like the street corner, which doesn't sort of seem like it, it should be allowed, but it, it is now. And, and I'm sort of grateful for that. But flipped, um, it is rough times for these places. And if the changes didn't work, they go out of business and employees get laid off. Yeah. The one thing that I sort of wonder is it, when it does work and you see some, but some of those decisions are like canning beer, selling farther away from than maybe they're, they're used to. Um, those decisions are made by the brewmaster and by the breweries and, and bars for a reason. And as much as possible, I'd like to enjoy the way that uh, 
enjoy a beer as the person making it like wanted me to. Um, and so I, I sort of wonder if they're being forced into decisions that they, they just don't want to do. And, and if that sort of thing will revert back and I hope, I kind of hope that it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely that, you know, do what you got to do now to survive and think about later, later, because you can't think long-term when, you know, the restrictions, the regulations, the news about this situation changes multiple times a day. So I completely understand breweries having to, and businesses having to just think about now, think about today and think about tomorrow, but not being able to think about what's going to happen, you know, a few months down the road or even next year. But Josh, you mentioned Mendelssohn Moth and Rob, you've mentioned Mendelssohn Moth. Now that we're kind of beginning to get into this reopening, you've been to Mendelssohn Moth now, Rob, a few times, correct? Since kind of things have begun to reopen, like what's been that experience like for yeah, you? Yeah, so I've gone once or twice and I've, I've also been to another restaurant uh, in the Dallas area, uh, a burger joint. And it was, in, in a way, I would say I felt like I was doing something wrong. Like it was it was almost against the laws, against the rules, but it was also nice to get out. Um, I did, I went maybe about a month ago. Uh, Social distancing was definitely in effect. Um, Tables were blocked off. Uh, The bar was not open, so you couldn't stand or sit at the bar. You did have to sit at the table, and then you were capped at how many different, you know, how many people you you could have at each table, so your your group size was capped um, at four, whatever, whatever the restaurant, headset every employee was wearing ppe masks gloves uh, but it was it was kind of nice to get out yeah i've been i've been to a couple places in arizona too uh my local bar here the wandering tortoise in phoenix um and a, a one or two restaurants so far in a, actually in arizona i i hadn't been until they honestly started cracking down again and it's the same rob is saying it's every other table's empty uh, it's no more than four and uh, everybody's wearing masks. You actually have to wear masks to enter any building right now where we actually just, because Arizona certainly did it a little too fast. I even, I, I can admit that. And I didn't necessarily agree with how he did it, but uh, you have to wear a mask in public. You have to wear masks, go in when you're seated, you can take the mask off and drink or eat. Uh, even if you're going like it, at the wanted tortoise, there's a beer fridge, right? you have to put your mask on to walk the beer fridge. So everybody's taking really good precautions. I know there's a lot of places in Arizona who aren't. There's there's some idiots in Scottsdale going to clubs and <laughs> they're all like shoulder to shoulder. And that's why, that that is yeah. why our numbers are skyrocketing, which is sad. But um, I, the places I go are being really responsible and it's really cool to see. So it's sad to see our numbers still going up. Um, I have a feeling that we're probably not going to be able to go bars. I think Rob probably feels the same is that this is probably not going to last too long. We're going to go right back to a shutdown because our two States are going a little too hard on the reopening and it's just going to go back the other way, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Colorado, I just mentioned it. They're, they're sort of taking the opposite approach where they've been overly careful. Um, It's good and bad because there's less opportunity to go and and do some of the things that you guys talked about. If, if you're doing it safely, um, at the same time, I will mention, uh, having been going to more liquor stores, um, people watching there has been very interesting because you have a lot of people going in, not quite sure what they want. Um, but it's not like they're looking at the different craft beer. It's like, do I want this Miller Lite 30 pack or do I want like a Coors Light 30 pack? Which one are you going with, Josh? 
Huh? Miller or Coors? Which one? Well, do you- I'm not. I'm not buying any of them. I I would go Coors if I had to choose, but uh, it, it's yeah, interesting yeah. to good choice. It's good time to keep <laughs> watching liquor stores if uh, if that's where you're buying beer lately, which which is what I'm doing. Yeah, I've been to one place truly out to dine in. It was a kind of a, a brew pub restaurant. Rob, I had a similar experience that you had. Very socially distanced, masks gloves, hand sanitizers everywhere. It did feel a little weird personally for me, but it also felt very familiar because it's something you're so accustomed to for so long. And it, I agree, it felt both awkward, dangerous, and familiar all at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> and I, I would say Washington is maybe not as bad of a situation currently is Arizona and Texas, but we're definitely seeing an increase because most of the state has now begun to open over the last few weeks. So we're starting to see those increase in numbers. We just had a statewide mandate to wear masks when you're out in public. So I imagine there's going to be some, I don't know, I guess uncertainty like moving forward over the next few weeks to see if, you know, there's this reopening continues to get better or get worse. Yeah. It, it, I think you both hit it on like the head though. I went the rule, just like I said, the rule is wear a mask. When you sit down, take the mask off. I feel so weird taking the mask off right now. I'm like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, bad. Yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, it's such a strange feeling. Well, And, and when we all yes. first started putting masks on, there were all these like, this is how you put it on and you'd be very careful with it. When you're going to restaurant, like I haven't really done this yet, but when you're going to a restaurant, do you just take it off and like thump it on the table? Yeah, it's like yeah, it sit there. <laughs> Dirty ass table. Yeah, yeah. like oh, I just like, put it in my pocket. Sanitizing the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the sanitize. I, I'll admit this. This is a personal ad, admission. I would say that the sanitized table is cleaner than my dirty ass pocket i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah that's probably a good point <laughs> I, I will say you don't know you don't wash your jeans every time you wear them or like, you no. don't wash them every day you have to be careful what kind of sanitizer you're accepting though from uh at any bar or restaurant i was on a walk uh not too long ago and went into a a bar uh and just decided okay there's some sanitizer i'm gonna take some it my hands reeked of tequila it must have been some sort of tequila-based sanitizer, or they they <laughs> have, made it I had at the home. Same experience it recently. Was and then you went, and then you went back and just started squirting in your mouth like, "Thank <laughs> you." <laughs> Do you have any limes? <laughs> Can you salt this? Well, I think that's enough uh, COVID pandemic talk. So I think we're next. We're going to jump to we got a, actually a homebrew update from Josh. So I'm going to kick it over to Josh. You've been in the midst of a homebrew. We're all still pretty new to home brewing josh this is your first batch that you've made on your equipment i know wes you've done a couple i've done one but josh tell us what's new like what have you been up to with your home brewing experiment or experience it's not terribly new we're we're just about finished uh my homebrew is a 7.6 percent smash ipa that that's uh entirely using centennial hops um but it's just about ready um, in the next week or two, it'll probably make its, its worldwide debut. And I actually uh, had the ability to drop off uh, a bottle for Rob. Um, so in the next week or two, when, when we ha- uh, have it on the podcast, not only will I be trying it for the first time, but we'll get a live read from a third party. I think I might be no- more nervous than you are, Josh. <laughs> well, because you have <laughs> what if I hate it? Yeah. Like you could- You're going to have to provide a live rating. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't escape from because it's going to be on the internet. Right. It's a good. It's a good fair. We all. We Josh had a birthday brewing experience. A gift from his wife. He went to a brewery, and he graciously gave us all some of this beer. It was delicious. I would definitely get say that I gave him a slight friend bump, but he get he got five out of five for me. It was very good, and. He was gracious enough to give me a freaking 24-ounce bottle of this thing, and I drank it. I gave it a five. Josh gave it a five. Andy, what did you give it? Yeah, Andy, what'd you give it? I gave it a five. You know, Rob gave it a five. Oh, um, I gave it a four and a half. Oh, wait. <laughs> did it, You're did not going to that... give him one of your beers this time, right, did Rob, it... or Josh? No, hold on. Andy, did it get that Dodger bump down? <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, I drank it at home. There was no, no, no. The atmosphere did not affect my rating of the beer. I figured he'd want me to be honest. To be fair, a four and a half was probably a bit high. That's what Andy's thinking too. I'm going to give my own beer a five, but (laughs) Um, I can give a really quick homebrew update. Andy, you said I've done it twice now. Uh, Okay. The official ruling on my New England IPA is. It's going down the drain. It is not Ooh, good. Really? It's not good. It got too oxidized. It's it's like discolored and not. It's not tasting good. It's 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 all going down the drain. Unfortunately, was that, but was that your we're going chonky? Again. That was chonky. That was chonky. Okay. Yeah. So it's all going down the drain. Unfortunately, but that's just a good excuse to try again. Exactly. Yep, it's all an experiment. On to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back shortly for another beer, big board, and lightning rounds. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. So right now we're going to jump into our unique beers of the week. And Josh, I'm going to kick it off with you. What are you drinking right now? I am pouring right now a Heavy Hands by Spindle Tap Brewery. Uh, they're out of Austin, Texas, uh, which I'm, I'm currently in Dallas. So I figured I'd go with a Texas beer. It's an 8% ABV, uh, does not have an IBU. The untapped average is a 4.29, uh, which is one of two reasons that, that I grabbed it off the shelf. Uh, wow. 6,700 reviews. Rob, you've actually had it. Uh, you gave it a 4.2, uh, which is, was a good sign. Um, the other sort of reason that I bought it is uh, it had some old school video game vibes uh, with the uh, the little like Mike Tyson punch out. Oh, oh nice. So I, like okay. I like hop, that label. Hop gloves. I like it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's part two of the reason that, uh, that I ended up purchasing it. Andy, what are you drinking Why, while I finished pouring and tasting? So I'm drinking a Be Proud IPA from Aslan Brewing Company out of Bellingham, Washington, 6.5% ABV, 52 IBU. It has a 3.74 untapped average rating with only 300, 303 check-ins. So it's pretty new. It's a beer that they've put out before, but similarly to last week, since it's the month of June, I wanted to grab a beer that kind of paid homage to uh, pride month and so this beer is definitely 
kind of in line with what I drank last week, proceeds from the sale of this beer will benefit the Queer Youth Project, which is a kind of Northwest youth services organization that supports LGBTQ youth that are experiencing homelessness. I mean, first taste for me, I'm a big fan of IPAs. This one, good right off the bat. I think 375 is a pretty like spot on average. That's probably where I'll be. Um, get a little bit of fruitiness, kind of mellow bitterness. Has a few different hot varieties included in the recipe, but I'm a big fan of it. Uh, this is unique for me and unique for all of us. So I'm glad I picked this one up. Nice. Yeah, I am uh, drinking a beer from one of those breweries that I was talking about that has been really excelling during this time. Uh, I am drinking a Mercury Mine from Renhouse Brewing Company. Uh, it is a triple New England IPA, 10% ABV. They do not have an IBU listed. This one's got an uh, untapped average of 4.4, only 293 check-ins. But honestly, I don't know if they released that many more, but much more beer than that. So that could be uh, not going to go up too much higher. This is part of their fifth year anniversary series that they did last weekend. Every For five days, they released a new beer each day. Uh, it, was, it was a really cool thing. They released a lot of merch for it. Uh, really happy to see them excelling. This is one of those breweries that's been constantly pumping out new beers during this time, which is like you pulling people in, they're selling out every one of their releases by like noon when they when they open them up at nine. So it's really cool to see them excelling. Uh, I've actually had this, this is unique, but it's unique four pack for me. This is the third or fourth so far. I love this beer. It's so smooth. It's got a good hop to it. Uh, I actually gave it a four, seven, four, seven, four, eight. Um, but I, I, it's just a great, great beer. And I'm just so happy to be uh, close to Renhouse in here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's, it's just a great brewery. I mean, 10%, that's, that'll you, do some damage. You never know, though. That, that's the thing, yeah. man. They release triple IPAs a lot. They have this, uh, they have a Wally series. It's a Wally is one of the owner's dogs. So they have like Good Boy Wally, Bad Boy Wally, Pool Boy Wally, Stay at Home Wally uh, was a recent one of the uh, COVID situation. And it's always 10% triple IPAs, and you'd never know. If I handed one to you, you would not know, but you'd know about 10 minutes later after finishing it, for sure, because they hit you hard afterwards. But they're, they're great beers. Is that dog getting royalties? I mean, <laughs> using his name and likeness, come uh, I, I, on He now. probably gets thrown a few treats after <laughs> they sell out the uh, releases, yeah. you know. <laughs> Rob, what are you drinking? So I have the Double Dry Hopped IPA. It's a Series 20. It's by Tup's brewery from mckinney texas 7.8 percent abv they actually don't list their ibu untapped average is 4.14 um and i'm not sure how many check-ins there are but there's not many it's a unique for all of us but this is kind of a cool series that they do there's very little information about it on about the series listed on their website but it's basically as the name suggests their ipa experimental series um, this is a New England IPA, really good aromas and great taste. Uh, I've had at least t 10 of the different series beers. Josh, I know you've had probably about the same amount. Yeah, they're, they're really good. They're all very different. Uh, this one's really good. I'm probably going to give this one a 4.25. Uh, really enjoy it. So I think they already have Caesar series 21 out already, uh, but I wasn't able to find it. So yeah, Rob, I was just about to ask you, first of all, I, I did just glance at it on untapped and it does look like it's over a thousand check-ins with a 4.14. So that's pretty good. 
Um, but I swear we were just talking like a month or two ago and you were on like series 17. So how often are they putting those out? Very often. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it is that it's that often. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Very often. That's I awesome. Mean, I've only left Texas, you know, probably now three months ago. And I think the last one I had was 16. Oh, wow. So okay. they seem to be coming out pretty frequently. How different are they? Very different. Release? Vastly different. So it cool. could be mosaics. It could be New England's. They're, they're all very different. That's really cool. That's what I that's what I like most about them is that I know we've always talked about some of the series where almost nothing seems like it changes. Uh, these, when they're released, they have entirely different hop lineups and they're they're like entirely different. There's almost nothing you know familiar. I want to say 19 was a uh, hazy chocolate orange IPA. So they they go oh, all. Oh yeah, the they do some weird ones. Yeah, but I think that type yeah. of series where they're mostly playing with the hops gives the drinker you guys a really good opportunity to to understand more about how hops really affect a beer because you're going to understand very clearly especially if you can compare them side by side how those different beers are going to taste just due to the hop varieties that are included in the recipe yeah for sure before we move on andy can we just address the fact that josh just spilled his beer everywhere I think he spilled his beer everywhere. I think he's being really silent about spilling his beer everywhere. There's a slight silence, you know, when you have uh, lots of cables attached to you right next to beers and mice. It's it's not can, always the... Can you confirm that thing. we are correct in assuming that your beer is no longer in the glass? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Save. So I based saved, on our... Good thing bit. I went with you first. So with our... With our uh, rule that you have to check in, you have to drink eight ounces in order to check it in. Will you be checking in this beer tonight? I might just go get the other can of it that go. I have in yeah. the fridge yeah. to fill this out. But yes, I will be <laughs> checking it in. As long as you have two, I, I would, I would, I would definitely call an error on you if you were checking it in after spilling ninety percent of it on your desk. My wood desk does smell very, very nice. yeah. like a New England right now. Yeah, it's nice actually. Rob, thank you for catching that and calling that one out. I wasn't sure. I, I saw some a lot of movement, but no sounds. So I figured something was going on. I heard a so loud noise and a little. Oh, you heard a sound. You heard a sound. And a little bit of panic. Listen, because I'm yeah. gonna cut it out. <laughs> well, I think now we're gonna jump to our big board. And if you're new to the podcast, the big board is something we're gonna do each week. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at an upcoming sporting event, usually a sport that we have, you know minimal understanding of or a sport that we don't necessarily watch very frequently uh, we'll first review last week's and then we'll dive into this week's so last week with the english premier league coming back we wanted to jump on that because they were just coming back and it's been so long without english premier league soccer so we did two matchups and a tiebreaker last week we did leicester city versus brighton and we did tottenham versus west Ham, and a tiebreaker, which was total winning goal differential. I just want to, you know, as the host, I want to take the time and really just kind of pat myself on the back because I was the winner last week, courtesy of the tiebreaker. Um, Leicester City ended up actually drawing with Brighton and Tottenham beat Weston 2-0. So the goal differential was plus two. Um, Both Wes and I were one and one on our picks. We both had Leicester and Tottenham winning so we got one for Tottenham Rob you had 
nothing because you you didn't do that well. I, and Josh, you had nothing. My picks, my <laughs> picks were drop. based on. I I, I I forgot the fact that fans weren't going to be in the in. The, oh, that oh that's, okay. why, that's, that's why. That's what happened. Yeah. 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 And Josh, you guessed a draw, but you just guessed the wrong match of the draw. Yeah, I think I missed. Yeah. So yep. you know, whatever you think you're gonna mm-hmm. pick this week, maybe just flip flop it really flip quick, it. and maybe you'll do better. <laughs> so I'm the winner. I get really just a self pat on the back. But I think now we're gonna jump into this week's, which another sport that just came back, and another sport that we're. I mean, I can only imagine that we're avid fans of but it's the Nippon Professional Baseball League out of Japan. We are just probably two weeks into their season right now. So we're going to do two matchups this week and a tiebreaker. So the matchups for this week's big board. In the Central League, we have the Yomiuri Giants, who are in first place at 4-1, and one, versus the Yokohama Dena Bay Stars, who are in second place at 4-2. and two. And then for a second matchup, we are going to jump to the Pacific League. And the home team is the Tohoku Rakuten Golden Eagles in second place at four and two versus the Chiba Lot Marines, who are in first place at five and one. And that's a lot of words. I would say. just like to give you <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was great. Man. Good job. <laughs> I would also awesome. like to just put a disclaimer. This is there are two weeks into their season. Their website, in which we were researching on it, seems like it was also made by a two-week-old. So give us a break when we're making these picks because it is hard to research these teams. I don't know about U.S. I'm I'm an expert of the Nippon Professional Baseball League, and I'm ready well, for my. You pick. go ahead then. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I am going to reverse off. one of my original picks because oh. what Andy said, because well, of what Andy said, out of here. and because. I made my picks assuming fans would be sitting in the stands. I now question whether or not they will be in match. It's hard to remember that we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, it's hard. To, sometimes it's hard to remember <laughs> that. I, I don't remember. In matchup number one, I'm taking the base stars. I'm going for it. Matchup okay. number two, I'm going with the Golden Eagles. Total runs. Right. So tiebreaker, total runs. I'm sticking with 16. That was my uh, number that I used to wear when I played water polo in high school. That is absolutely going to be the total run scored just because it's, it's, it's it. I'm going to win and I'm going to be patting up myself on the back next week. Get ready. Okay. All right, right. Josh, what about you? Uh, I am going the Bay stars also through my about two minutes of research. Uh, They're on a four game winning streak and I I think they're going to pull it off. Uh, the second matchup, I'm going Marines with similar research. They're on a five-game winning streak. So I'm just going to ride the streaks. Um, and then for my tie, what I'm planning on doing is just basically one-upping Rob and hoping that it goes over. So I'm going to go with this 17. This price is riding Rob and I, right and, now? And really hope that none of you take 18. I feel like it'd be hard for you guys to tie at this point. Yeah, Josh, you didn't need the tiebreaker with me. <laughs> it would. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to one-up the guy who didn't pick the same teams as you. I'm just going to go on the highest. I don't know if you know how this I game have. works, Josh. <laughs> I have available. Well, I mean, Rob Rob did change it at the last minute. That's so true. That's true. kind of threw Josh off screwing everybody up. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. All right, well, thank you, Josh. I'll go next. I'm definitely going to go with the Yomiuri Giants in the first game. They're in first place in the Central League Division. They are just, I mean, I would probably say in the, out of Japanese professional baseball, the Giants are the most well-known team. 
They play in Tokyo. Their jerseys look like the San Francisco Giants jerseys. So they have a pretty good tie-in with like Major League Baseball in terms of their look. They're probably the best well-known team in Japanese pro baseball. So I'm going to pick the Giants. And then I'm going to go the Chiba Lot Marines because they're also in first place. I know they're on the road. And to play a team that has, you know, four words to make up their name, like I know it gets pretty tough. But I'm going to take the Marines. And then for my tiebreaker, I'm going nine runs total. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as either Josh or Rob think. I know that their games can be, but both of these teams are first and second place in their division. So it's going to be a tight game. Nice. I am going to go with the Bay stars. I'm not even going to try to say, pronounce them just as beautifully as Andy is doing. You're doing a great job. I'm also going to go with the Marines. So I'm, I'm the same as Josh um, for the tiebreaker. I know this guy that uh, used to play water polo in high school and he had the number 16. So I'm going to go with 16 for the tiebreaker to one under Josh and screw him over. Josh. Cause we did oh, pick so the same. Right. That's how you, that's how you price is right. Someone that's how you price is right. <laughs> my rationale makes sense though. So I'm really, I'm really prices riding yeah. Wes. I just in the end, Josh, no, 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 no. Price I price is riding you. Also, can I, <laughs> Hey, can I just chime in here though? I'm kind of bummed because Andy, I don't know if you noticed, you might've seen this, but Josh and Rob tied for dead last last week. Right. Dead last. They they got no. dead last. Oh yeah, they, they you tied for dead two last. losses. So, yep. yeah, you both got two losses. You're barrel. one off the tiebreaker. So well, you I mean, equally lost, but there was no penalty. I feel like we need some sort of penalty here. What are you thinking? Deep shame. I'm thinking enough. whoever loses this, if you get dead last, like like Rob and Josh did, get dead last last week. I think we should do loser drinks a bush light preferably tall boy bush light for your unique beer of the week next week yes must part of me wants to lose i I was actually going to bring that that. as my unique beer anyway so (laughs) you already have a tall boy in your fridge that's great everybody yeah i'd be good for for that that. all right we good with that yeah yeah okay so the absolute drop dead loser of this week's big board next week we'll have a bush light wait you forgot the absolute dead last loser like Rob and Josh from this week. Oh, my apologies. I needed to associate that. Like I, I will say yeah. Josh was the absolute dead last loser because if you take the tiebreaker into a, into account, which Josh did, I'm using Josh's rule about the tiebreaker. I actually got the tiebreaker correct. The total number of goals, if that means anything. No, no, no you didn't. picked three. I was, he picked one and it was two. So you equally oh, lost. I thought it was three. <laughs> so we, we both lost. All right. Yeah. If anything, I would ride the fact that you, I called a draw. You I just almost, picked the wrong game. I, to me, you tried to prove better. that you did not get dead last, but you did I, both get dead yeah, last. Yeah. Okay. We both got dead last. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'm sorry, audience. I'll stop saying dead last. <laughs> Can we move on? All right. So now we know that there is, there's going to be a penalty oh, Josh, for next week. Sorry. Sorry, Andy. Did you just yep. open another beer? <laughs> yeah uh, it's the same beer okay. but again what happened to the first one uh, it fell. <laughs> All right. sorry andy move on <laughs> so next week when we review the when we actually review our unique beers of the week the audience will learn who ended up being the drop dead bottom of the barrel 
last place from this week's big board. So stay tuned for that on next week's episode. But I think right now we're going to move into our kind of last segment, which we call the lightning round. Usually it's going to be some like quick hitting questions. Last week we did chug sip pour where you had to choose between whether you're going to chug a beer, sip a beer or pour a beer. And this week we're going to do a similar game. We're going to do chug sip pour, but we're going to do a situation edition. So we're going to give each other three different scenarios. They could be as easy as you walk into your office, or they could be as absurd as you just climb Mount Everest. And you have to decide if you're going to, in that moment, chug a beer, sip a beer, or pour a beer out. Three moments, correct? Three, yeah, three three individual moments. I gotcha. So Wes, I'm actually going to start with you. Okay. And you're going to be our first. So your three situations for chug, sip, pour are going to be you are about to cross the first ones you are about to cross the stage at your high school graduation as a high schooler okay and receive your diploma in front of your entire class got it the second situation is you just realized you've won the powerball lottery and it not necessarily specific to a location but just that you in that moment you realize you've won and the third is that you are the host of a 4th of July barbecue and you are amongst friends and family and people that you know. So those are your three situations Yikes. for chug, sip, and pour. Okay, the pour is really hard here because these are all good things. I don't necessarily want to like shit on one of them because I'm pouring a beer out, but I guess I have to. So high school graduation, <laughs> just won the Powerball lottery or hosting a 4th of July barbecue question whatever i choose do i still graduate <laughs> high school graduation or are they like fucking diploma you don't yeah. go to no college. yeah whatever you decide right. you will still end up getting this is like you get handed your diploma and then whatever you do they can't take it back all right that that was me stalling i got it ready thank you andy i all right i am chugging a beer at high school graduation for sure gonna yep. grab that diploma kneel down chug the beer walk off maybe throw the bottle off it's gonna be great it's gonna be remembered forever don't throw the hat for all so host of a fourth of july barbecue i'm gonna be sipping a beer because i'm at the barbecue i'm flipping bergs sipping a beer talking to my friends right if i just won the powerball lottery i'll pour the goddamn beer out because i'm gonna go buy one million more beers because i just won the powerball lottery Mm, that's good yeah that's a good point i got all the money i like that (laughs) Pour yeah. out your crappy beers. So it's you like, you know, beer. like some people joke about burning money when you're rich. I'm going to pour out beers when I'm rich because that's how rich I am. <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But I, if I have to pour one out, that's when I do it. All right. So I have Josh. Josh, are you ready for it? I'm very you, ready. For you, uh, I, I went topical with our episode this time. Your situations okay. are the first day of quarantine. You just found out we are quarantined in COVID, right? The last day of quarantine for COVID. Uh, and then the day you find out quarantine will never end because of COVID. It's just staying around forever. Oh, dang. I would ask for Ooh. like a intervenous drip at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, actually, instead of, yeah, I'm pouring it out into an IV. Does that count? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, 
first day of quarantine, I think I'm sipping a beer because I just went and I, I stocked up and I've got all these great options uh, at my disposal. And I'm kind of not too worried about it because I feel like there's going to be responsible humans uh, on the planet and, and it's not going to last too long. The theoretical last day of quarantine, I feel like I'm chugging a beer. Like we're going to pregame. I get to go out after this. I'm going to chug a beer and I'm going to hit the road and, uh, and grab an Uber if I hit the road. Very responsible. And, and very responsible. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah. Very responsible. Uh, but yeah, I'm chugging a beer so I can go out and experience beer outside for the first time in, in what will have been a while. The never end. I think I'm just like sad on this podcast, like pouring the beer out onto the ground, just like not sure what's going to happen with my future. And it's, it's a very sad moment that I feel like goes well with me pouring a beer out onto the ground. There you go. The, the one worry there is, do you know if there's going to be more beer? <laughs> oh, that's a dangerous Ooh, next man. level. Wow, that was deep. That's Josh, do you deep. want to amend your answer? I, no. I'm I'm satisfied with my answer. Hopefully, we'll never find that one out. <laughs> All right, Rob, I will give uh, give you yours next. So I, I have three situations here. Uh, the first, which uh, which might be somewhat familiar, is meeting with the bank to get your mortgage for your first house. Okay. The second uh, would be meeting your girlfriend's parents for the first time. So just chilling in their living room, meeting them. And the third, uh, which is sort of a future event that you, that you have to think a bit about, uh, is immediately following the birth of your first child. Okay. I am going to pour out the beer at the bank for the mortgage. Uh, I, I recently bought a house and got to do a curbside uh, closing, which was uh, really interesting, but it, it was really a, um, it, it, I'm pouring out the beer there. <laughs> out of your car? What does that make Out you the window. Like? <laughs> out the window. I'm just pouring it just out the window. Just slowly drive by. Like, yes. Slow motion pouring. Yeah. Were they also in a car? So it was like two cars passing you or were they off? standing on the street corner or like standing on the curb? Who, who's they? You the mean bank. the other, this, oh, the bank? They, yeah. They brought the documents to me and uh, they were wearing PPE and everything. So you hit their feet with your beer that you poured out. Oh yeah. Hopefully you get the paperwork first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After signing. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sip in my girlfriend's parents' living room because that is the respectable thing to do. All right. And I will be chugging immediately after the birth of my first child there's no doubt about that we will be too so that's great yeah, yeah it's great we to all hear. will we be. respect we all will be i respect those choices rob <laughs> <laughs> all right andy i'm picking for you so you get to be a vip at one of the following events in pre-covid times or post-covid times you pick first on stage at tomorrowland Okay. Second, you're at the Great American Beer Festival Awards Ceremony, and your future brewery, Barge Brewing, is accepting an award for top brewery. Or third, okay. you're at Dodger, Dodgers World Series Game 7, throwing out the first pitch. Chug, sip, pour. So on stage at Tomorrowland, 
a major, enormous music festival at the Great American Beer Festival, accepting an award for top brewery for Barge Brewing, a future brewery that you are the creator of, or you're at Dodgers World Series Game 7 throwing out the first pitch. So I've actually been to a, a World Series Game 7 with the Dodgers, and it didn't and go so the first well. Pitch? How'd that go? I didn't <laughs> throw out the first pitch, and it didn't go so well. So Maybe that... if you would have thrown out the first pitch, things would Maybe be Maybe if someone wasn't banging on trash cans... Also Dodgers true. would have had a chance to win that game or win that series. <laughs> um, I feel like I got to chug a beer at Tomorrowland. Just being on stage for, for that type of experience, you're going to want to chug a beer because you just need to get to that level of clarity to, uh, <laughs> to be able to navigate that type of experience. <laughs> I would say I would probably – I wouldn't necessarily pour out a, uh, like a can of my own beer for winning or like a can of beer, but I would definitely like throw it on the ground. To no, like you have to pour. You have to pour. No, you got to pour. So and if I you're going to accept – You can't edit the rules. <laughs> it's just pour. Andy, they didn't say what beer you have to pour. You should either, pour your competitor's beer on the ground. If you're, if oh, you're no, chugging, it's your beer. If you're chugging at Tomorrowland, that means you're either pouring your beer after accepting gold <laughs> or you're pouring <laughs> you're pouring a beer as you're about to throw out the first pitch. Oh, um, you would literally be murdered if you did it at the first pitch. You would yeah, be yeah, murdered, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I just want well. you to throw that out there. <laughs> Dodger Stadium can be a dangerous place. Yeah. yeah. If they if you poured a beer on the mound and they lost, you would be like a famous curse. I mean, hey, maybe you'd be famous for the rest of your life. That maybe it is yeah. not. I would I would pour a beer out at the Great American Beer Festival. What if it just killed your sales? <laughs> you don't are now like wondering. It. Yeah, you yeah. don't like it. Man. <laughs> but it's not about if I like it, it's about if the judges like it. So that's all that mattered to get me. Mm. to get that that top prize your mom and then and then i would i would sip a beer at game seven of the world series for the dodgers throwing out the first pitch i presume it would be a michelada at that point yes those would are you, my picks would you uh promise right now that if if barge brewing ever ex- accepts gold at the great american beer festival that you will pour out that beer yes absolutely you heard it here live for Thank folks. It. It live. Yep. Hold me to it. All right. So before we wrap up today's episode, we're going to do a quick good, bad, and ugly of the week for each of us. Wes, I'm going to start off with you. What's your good, bad, or ugly of the week? Uh, I mean, I got it. I'm going good. I am going to play a little bit of hooky tomorrow morning from work. I'm going to the lake with our boat and our dogs, and we're going to do some water skiing. And I'm not telling my bosses that that is the case. And <laughs> nice. I'll be a little bit late, late to work tomorrow. Uh, and I'm excited about that. So I, I, I think I'm just going good. I think I'm going to leave you with one good. Yes. When does this, uh, when does this episode come out? Yeah. And if, if Wes's boss is <laughs> yeah. listening, just ignore that part because he's cool. If I'm fired by next episode, you know why. <laughs> when did we get a boat? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have a boat now. We is a strong word, Andy. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we didn't get a boat. <laughs> so I'll go next. Mine's also good for this week. Uh, so right before this episode kicked off, uh, I got a notification that my 
Tavor subscription uh, finally shipped. So I've got uh, 12 beers uh, that are going to be shipping in the next day or two or in the next few days, which is pretty awesome. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but in Tavor, you can you can actually sign up for about six or 12 beers, six or 12 beers, and you can do it in increments of one, two or three months. And they'll just send you any style that you sign up for, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so my first one ships uh, in the next few days, which I'm really looking forward to. Nice. Nice. I'm doing a little bit of moving and packing. So uh, it's not necessarily good or bad, but I, I did a 13-hour drive yesterday. Uh, I've got some, some packing to do uh, over the course of the next few days as well as work. And then Monday, I've got another 13-hour drive back. Um, but it's, uh, it's for a, a good reason, and, and uh, I'm enjoying being out in Colorado. So, Josh, you said it's not good or bad. Does that mean it's ugly? No, it, I, <laughs> good or bad <laughs> or ugly. It's, it's somewhere in the middle of all that. <laughs> all right, well, I'll wrap it up. I think I have a, I have a simple good. I'm going to get out this weekend, and I'm going to do some hiking in the state of Washington. Not really sure where I'm going to go yet, but I'm going to get outside, get out of get out of the confines of home and, and get some fresh mountain air in my lungs. So I'm excited for that. Nice. I like it. All right. Well, I think that wraps up episode two. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen today. Josh, Wes, Rob, thank you for taking the time to participate today. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And we hope you have a good rest of your day. And as we always do, peace. 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 Thank you.